Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing, and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alvern Ballard. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Alvern. And today we'll be looking at the definitive business goals template for exponential growth. Now, Kerry wanted this year to be different. She heard friends using a business goals template of some sort to scale their businesses. However, she has never used this methodology before, so she wondered how to pull it off. You see, previously, Kerry's approach to getting results in her business was a bit, I suppose, ad hoc. She would attend a few networking events, speak at summits, even engage with potential clients on Instagram. None of her activities had any kind of strategy behind them. Carrie decided that this year she wanted to be intentional about her business activities. No more hoping that things would work out. Let me know if you experience any of these. You never had a strategic approach to business growth. Your first set of clients were family and friends. You're tired of all the dry spells in your business income. You need more clarity around income-generating activities. You're aware that strategic effort brings results. If only there was a defined process that you you can sort of bring into your business to get more clients. In this episode, you'll learn the secrets that successful businesses are using to exponentially bring in more income every single week in their business. So before looking at those closely guarded secrets, it's important to take into account industry standards. So we can look at a few business goals statistics. When you have a point of reference, you'll have a better chance of doing what works. Did you know that only 5% of businesses achieve their yearly goals? I'm going to just sink in, that sink in for a second. 5% of businesses achieve their yearly goals. What makes this even worse is that only 65% of business owners met half of their objectives, according to Small Biz Trends. In another article by Stitch and Shutter, 14% of those who have goals are 10 times more successful compared to those without. The one thing I found strange is that 83% of the population don't have goals. I mean, like, how is that even possible? Do people start their year, month, week, or even day just hoping that things would fall into place? There is glimmer of light because 77% of small businesses said that they are confident about strategy execution. According to Broadview, 36% of companies have an established standard for goal setting. Did you know that 40% of people who write down goals don't check to see if they have achieved them? Thankfully, 46% of companies review and revise their goals throughout the year. Those who set actionable tasks against their goals tend to achieve 40% more than those who don't. I repeat that, those who set actionable tasks against their goals tend to achieve 40% more than those who don't. Finally, 90% of people perform better with relevant and challenging goals. Okay, so even though Carrie is a small business owner, it doesn't mean that she should have a vision or shouldn't have a a vision for a business. So we're now looking at business vision. Creating a vision for a business can be hard work mentally, 
because you need to take a 10,000 foot view of the business. A few years ago, I went through this exercise for myself in my business of developing a vision, a mission, and a mission statement for my business. I also took the time to develop a brand promise. Before setting any goals for a business, it's important to have an established vision. For example, the vision for Starbucks is as follows. To establish Starbucks as the premier purveyor of the finest coffee in the world while maintaining our uncompromising principles while we grow. Before we look at how this relates to business goals, let's look at their mission statement. To inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. Okay, now that you know both your vision and mission statements, it will help you better understand how they set business goals. In order for Starbucks to offer the finest coffee and grow, what are the things that they need to do? Well, here's a short list. They need to source the best sustainable conflict-free coffee. If they want to be the best um, uh, purveyor of the finest coffee, then they need to source the best sustainable conflict-free coffee. They, they also need to open new branches to show growth, so new branches across the world, wherever they, that may be. And they also need to provide the best coffee service using uncompromising principles. Do you see how that works there when you compare the vision and those sort of what I like to call mini goals? What about you? Have you thought about your business vision and how it relates to your business goals? Okay, I'm not going to spend time going through the vision development exercise for Carrie or for you even. You can easily look that up online. But for the purposes of this episode, we are going to assume that Carrie's vision is as follows. To establish Carrie or her business as the finest copywriter in the health and wellness niche, I chose a niche because it makes it easier. By creating high-converting, authentic copy, leading to sustainable business growth through profitable revenue. In other words, if you don't use the word profitable revenue, that means you could be generating revenue but not making a profit. Now that you have a fair idea of Carrie's vision, let's pull three major goals, or mini goals as you like to call them, from her vision. To provide the best copywriting service through authentic copy, year-on-year business growth through consistent five-figure income months, Let's, I'm assuming, but by making five figures every month, Carrie's business is going to be profitable. And three, get, get results for her clients through high converting copy. Because she could be the best copywriting service producing authentic copy, but if her clients are not getting results, then she's failing, falling short of her business vision. So there you go. I've taken the vision and broken it down into three sort of major or mini goals so that you can get a feel of, as to how the vision and the goals, sort of a yearly goals are related. Based on these business goals, we now have a rough idea of what Kerry's smart goals need to include. It's much easier to map out quantifiable goals like client acquisition and business revenue. So we'll spend time looking at what Kerry needs to do to grow the business consistently through five-figure months. We are now going to develop smart goals for Kerry to help her with her business revenue. Okay, so when it comes to setting goals, there's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way, obviously. Let's look at the right way to set goals. It involves setting specific goals with an actionable plan for each one. You've probably heard, already heard of the acronym SMART. S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for realistic, and T for time bomb. 
So let's look at specific. Using the smart technology, her goals need to be specific. So back to Carrie's example, she wants to generate income in, a, in, a, in her business every week or month. Now that's very specific. But we can get even more specific by putting a measurable aspect on it. So taking that example, let's make it measurable. Carrie wants to generate $1,000 in her business every week by offering copy audits for her clients. A minimum of 1000 every week. Let's make it achievable. So how do we make it achievable? Well, let's see. Generate $10,000 in her business, remember the five figures, in the next 30 days by offering copy audits to potential clients. It means she'll need to have copy audit packages of $1,000 each. She'll also need to do one discovery call every one or two days and have a close rate of between 30 to 60%. So let's look at the realistic. So at this point, on behalf of Carrie, you consider if this goal is realistic and relevant compared to all her bigger goals. So in other words, if Carrie got up one day and she decided she is going to sell uh, tea that has uh, bubblegum flavor without knowing if there is demand in the marketplace for bubblegum flavored tea. <laughs> so that's why this is where the realistic comes in. Is there demand in, in the market for um, carries the service that Carrie offers. If her bigger goal is to get her copy audit business to generate full-time income, then you need to help her develop a realistic plan with smaller tasks. So generating $10,000 in her business in the next 30 days on the, on, by onboarding 10 clients at, at $1,000 each for copy audits. This can be achieved by doing a discovery call every one or two days, ensuring a minimum close rate of 30%. It's realistic because many small business owners need a service urgently to promote their services. So you see how I made it realistic? Um, knowing what the market demand is helps make your business goals or your business, I suppose, business task, weekly task, daily task, realistic. So like bubblegum flavor tea, maybe there is. Maybe it already exists. I don't know. But I just had to throw something like a, a lemon, as you say. When life throws you lemon, make lemon juice. I just had to throw a lemon in the works or a, span, a spanner in the works just to help you understand the realistic. It's one of those um, acronyms in the SMART um, goal achievement that people get really confused about. What do you mean by realistic? <laughs> okay, up next is time bound. Like many things in life, ensuring that your goal has a deadline sets a countdown timer in motion. In other words, it is important to add a date to your SMART goal. By X date, so say for example, by 30 days from now, she'll generate $10,000 in her business by onboarding 10 new clients at $1,000 each uh, on her copy audit package. She'll do this by doing a discovery call every day or every other day and ensuring a close rate of 30%. So the difference here between this one and the previous one is she has a date in mind. And you would not believe when you put a date on a goal, suddenly you realize you've got a deadline to meet and a countdown timer starts clicking off in your mind and you know you need to get your finger out and get stuff done. So all she needs now is the potential to find a way to find those potential clients. So before we jump into the potential clients, a way to find them, let's look, about, look at working smarter and not harder. Have you ever wondered what needs to happen in order for Carrie to work less and earn more? As it stands, Carrie's $1,000 audit package includes the following. Audit five pieces of content, make recommendations on how each piece can be improved, write, it, write one to two 
pieces of alternative copy to show them what it should look like and Bourne's advice for how they can um, use a cohesive approach to get their copy written. These clients who are buying the audit package would save a lot of time in their business if they let Kerry write the content. So what Kerry can do is offer an upsell where each client can let her write all the copy for a launch, for example, and charge them an extra $6,000. Now, that may seem like a lot to you. And I'll be honest, the going rate for writing copy when it comes to launch copy or any kind of website copy is actually $10,000. Just to make you aware of, you know, where this is at. So if someone is spending $7,000 and the regular the regular market value, market price is, is somewhere between $7,000 and $10,000. This is realistic. It may seem like a lot, like I said, but if you bring it down to smaller sections, um, this is how her $7,000 package will look. So the person pays $1,000 for the audit, and then she charges them an extra $6,000. And this is what is in, included. All the email copy for her launch, welcome sequence, need your sequence, launch sequence. That's a lot of, a lot of emails. You're talking about at least 21 uh, email emails written, all the landing pages, webinar page, lead magnet page, thank you pages, the sales pages, like if the main sales page and any sort of upsell pages. All of that, uh, she's going to have to write. It probably takes about four weeks. Well, if you know, because you know, with, I don't know if you have any experience with writing, but when you're writing content, especially copy, copy, which is conversion, conversion copy, um, it takes a lot of time and thinking and strategy and all of that. So although it might sound like between 10,000 and 30,000 words that can be knocked out in a week, um, for a copywriter, it, there's a lot of strategy behind it. So you can't just write 10,000 words or 30,000 words for the sake of it. You have to have a strategy behind it and make sure all the pieces connect all the way through. Industry standards show that if Kerry includes an upsell, the, up, the standard up, up, uh, upsell conversion rate is 33%. It means that three out of the 10 clients should say yes to her upsell offer. If Kerry follows her daily task to get a discovery call every one or two days and has a close rate of 30%, let's say she signs 10 clients a month at $1,000 an audit, then she, she'll generate $10,000 a month. And also, if she if three of them say yes to upsell offer, then she'll be looking at an additional $6,000 by three, which is $18,000. It means that her monthly income now goes from $10,000 to $28,000 a month. Now, let's look at where she can find copy. Would you like to help Kerry find copy clients? Where do you think she should look? If you are one of my regular listeners, you'll know that I have said this previously. One of the first people a new business needs to hire is a copywriter. However, the reality is that most new businesses don't have a big enough budget to hire a copywriter. Basically, Carrie is in a very unique position because all businesses need her services. Yes, new businesses need it, but not only new businesses, but all businesses need a copy. So you might they might write copy. And as a business grows in three years' time, they'll need to, to refresh their copy again. And that's the thing about copywriting. It's, it's not as, um, I suppose, consumable as uh, lotions or creams or potions or perfume or anything like that. But you don't spend $10,000 on perfume. Well, 
on creams and perfumes and stuff, but over over three year period, you might actually spend that much money on, say, for example, cosmetics or beauty products, shampoos, conditioners, shower gels, makeup, creams, lotions, potions, perfumes. Over three year period, you may actually, you know, spend between you know seven and ten thousand dollars on it. I don't know what your um, taste when it comes to these kinds of products. There are five broad categories that Kerry can use to find clients. Number one, those who are ready to hire. Two, any business that's rebranding, a business launching a new offer, larger businesses that need copywriters, like staff copywriters or, you know, uh, contract copywriters. And then those who don't know that need a copywriter. I know that fifth one sounds a little bit iffy, but bear with me as I, I, I go through this. Let's look at each one in, brief, in, de- in a bit more detail. So those who are ready to hire. When someone is ready to hire a copywriter, they would normally advertise it in a few places like Facebook groups, Instagram, Twitter, Slack channels, etc. Number two is businesses that's rebranding. A business that's rebranding would normally start by looking for a new name for the business and the new brand colors, and they will advertise the need for a website redesign, ask opinions on brand on brand colors, and hire a photographer to do a new photo shoot. All of these are signs that someone may need a copywriter, and that's what signs that Carrie can look out for. And she will be able to, you know, pitch them and ask them, well, have you considered rewriting your copy as well, for example? Number three is launching a new offer. So whenever a business owner is thinking of launching a new offer, what do they do? They conduct market research um, or even developing a new product. Conduct market research inside Facebook groups. They help them crowdsource ideas. Carrie can use these opportunities to reach out to them and introduce herself and her services. Number four, we've got larger businesses looking for staff writers. Depending on what niche Carrie decides to specialize in, for example, health and wellness, but something more specific, it could be, um, you know, high-end health and wellness or, you know, something like that, or vegan health and wellness or, you know, something to that effect. She can also offer these services to large organizations like uh, Fortune 500 companies, for example. All she needs to do is to head over to somewhere like Indeed, LinkedIn, and look look up the existing copywriting jobs. I decided to give it a look at copywriting jobs on LinkedIn, and I found over 6,100 in the U.S. alone. Imagine that. I've I've literally included a screenshot of these in the show notes. Head over to successunscrambled.com forward slash EP229 to get access to the show notes. I narrowed down the search to only those looking for a copywriter on contract basis only, not only at full time. Because most of copywriters don't want to work uh, as an employee. They just want to work as a contractor. Guess how many I found? 632. And would you believe that all of these jobs are 100% remote? Now we've come to number five, the one that sounds a bit iffy. Those who are unaware that they need a copywriter. You're probably thinking, how is that even possible? for a business owner to be unaware of the fact that they need a copywriter. All I can say to you is, when you don't know, you just don't know. Carrie can easily have a look at their website, their ads, their social media posts, any sort of public-facing content, and she'll know straight away if they need her help or not. And what she can do is send them a message, send them an email, basically pitching her services. Right, we've come down to the exciting part. 
the business goals template. Now that you have a solid understanding of all the key elements, you need to develop a business goals template. So in other words, we made the smart goals, we made them realistic, you know, achievable, etc. And what are, and her goals based on her vision is to, to find clients. And I didn't actually leave it open. I literally mentioned where, how she can go step by step having, you know, those one to two uh, discovery calls every every day or every other day, step by step, how she can do it. Really easy. So let's spend some time creating a business goals template. Of course, I already created it at this point. Head over to the show notes, success and scramble.com forward slash EP229 to get access to all of these screenshots. I cannot emphasize enough the importance of having a business vision. In order to help expedite this template, I created a temporary vision for Kerry, if you remember, to establish to establish Kerry as the finest copywriter in the health and wellness niche by creating high converting, authentic copy leading to sustainable business growth through profitable revenue. As a reminder, here are Kerry's three main goals again, to provide the best copywriting service through authentic copy. That's how, how do we know it's or, or the best? Well, we come into that in a second. Achieve year-on-year business growth through consistent five-figure months and get clients, get results for her clients through high-converting copy. So that's how we know it's the best copy. Well, it's one of the ways how we know it's the best copywriting service because she can, she can provide um, high-converting copy, but her service, like her actual service, service that she offers and the onboarding process, you know, when she gets back to the clients, if she if she delivers the copy late, if she has to do uh, like ten thousand revisions, the actual service is what I'm talking about here in the first school. The best copywriting service through authentic copy. First, the copy must be um, real. So in other words, she mustn't rip the copy off from somewhere else and then rejig it and 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 um, sell it as as her own, um, I suppose, um, creation. Okay. So I'll take Carrie's three main goals and plug them into the business goals template. The first goal, to provide the best copywriting service through authentic copy. I'm just going to run through the first one because I don't want to spend eternity here yucking in your ears. <laughs> so have a seamless onboarding process for her clients. So that's the copywriting service. It's not just writing the copy, but the actual experience from end to end when the client first interacts with her all until, all until the offboarding process. Ensure a good grasp of the client's business before onboarding the client. So in other words, she might take on the client and realize after taking them on board that they're not a good fit for her service, which is which is not a nice experience. So she wants to avoid it altogether. Ensure that the copy service is up to date with the latest techniques in her industry. Okay. The tasks associated with those mini goals or main three goals Number one, implement the best platform to ensure seamless client experience. So you see all that mapping up. A good copywriting service, best platform. Number two, establish a framework with a questionnaire to capture the client information and assess their needs. So she's putting a framework in place where she asks the clients all the right questions to make sure that they are a good fit for her service, as opposed to avoiding disappointment and run around and all of that back and forth. And then number three, ensure that Frequent training is taking, taken to update, to up to date to with her latest copy trends. So in other words, she, she she doesn't want to become dated in the services that she provides. Now I've taken those three main tasks, so the three goals, the three main tasks, 
and then broken them down into um, subtasks. Before I get into it, let me just jump in here and say, here are the steps that you need for yourself to map out your own business goals. Write out your vision, pull the key action points from the vision and turn them into three main goals. Take each of the main goals and bring them into three uh, mini goals, each of them. So each main goal into mini goals. And then turning your vision into mini goals is not, obviously not an easy task. It takes a bit of practice. Um, trust me, when I was, uh, I think for years, um, maybe four years, five years, maybe six years ago, was the very first time I, I sort of had to develop a business vision and a business, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, mission statement and brand promise and all of that. And over time, I've I've learned to develop it at a, on the fly and then pull the elements from each vision and break them into gold. It's not easy, but it's doable. When you complete those main steps, it, start, it's, it starts to get very practical from that point onward. So remember, I talk about the breaking down those main tasks into smaller, into small actionable steps. So if you remember, the first one was to implement the best platform to ensure seamless client experience. So the subtask will look like this. Map out your onboarding process. Research existing platforms on the market, looking at all the features and testimonials. Ask inside Facebook groups what other copywriters are using to onboard clients. Make a short list of potential solutions. Do a trial of each one of the of one of these solutions to see uh, which one is the best for, for your business or for her business. Choose the best solution. Hire someone to implement the solution. Get the solution implemented. Run the solution for 30 to 90 days. Get feedback from the clients and team on the onboarding process. And rinse and repeat, as in, you know, keep tweaking it until the, the, the actual onboarding process is seamless. Clients are happy. Her team is happy. Everybody, you know, is getting a really good um, satisfaction from that onboarding process. And just like that, her business can grow in leaps and bounds because everyone is going to recommend or, re or refer their friends and their family and, you know, their peers to Carrie because her onboarding process is amazing. Do you see how that works? How that sort of expands your business? How it, it lends to exponential business growth? Oh my goodness. This is so simple, so relevant compared to looking at the vision. And, you know, we went from this big vision and we got down deeper and deeper until we got to these really small steps. The male goal doesn't feel doable when you look at it, especially when you look at the vision, you're thinking like, how do people take that vision and break it down? into you know doable steps like for example the one from starbucks to be the, the the purveyor of the finest coffee in the world like how do you do that and you just take it break it down into actionables into goals and into actionable steps and boom they can experience business growth because everybody refers starbucks starbucks is like a cult of people who love them i mean it's just coffee think about it but the experience around the coffee is what makes it unique Okay, the, the second goal was to establish a framework with a questionnaire to capture the client information and assess their needs. So what does Carrie need to do? She needs to document the questions being asked to clients during the discovery call and boarding process, as well as a kickoff call. So she, you know, every time she does, she documents them until she gets to the point of these are the questions. Take those list of, of um, errors, whichever errors that she, oh, you know, that she experienced, because obviously when you're onboarding clients, you go through errors. It happens to me as well in my business. You take those and establish what are the corrective measures to make sure this doesn't happen again in my business. 
That's what Carrie would need to do. She needs to document a process that works really well and, and then break it down into phases and steps. Phase one, onboarding, for example. What are the steps in the onboarding to make sure the client has the best experience possible? Uh, so apart from the actual platform, the software that she's using, she has to make sure that her processes are right. Keep tweaking the process until you get to the point of a few errors. Drop a template to include the process, phases, and steps. Map out the framework inside the project management system. Duplicate the template whenever a new client is imported. And then she works with that. It means that when she uses, for example, um, a Google spreadsheet or um, a project management system like ClickUp or Asana or Trello, guess what? She'll never run out of space. Well, she might need to upgrade to the next version because she has so much content, but she'll never run out of space if you use a, a spreadsheet. And for this example, I'm using a Google spreadsheet to create, to create the business goals template. You can also customize it to suit the way you prefer to work. So do you remember what the, the third task was for her goals? It was ensure the copy service is up to date with the latest tech techniques in the industry. So in other words, we want to just make sure that Carrie is staying on top of, you know, all latest and greatest when it comes to developing copy for our clients. And um, it's it's a skill and you need to, she needs to stay ahead of the market when it comes to developing that skill. So her top task would be join national and international copywriting associations, make a plan for the year around upskilling programs that she'll be attending. For example, uh, when you make when she makes an annual plan, when anybody makes the annual plan, you will normally put in your holidays first when you'll be taking time off. Then you layer that on with all the conferences, classes, certifications, etc. That she, that you know, you'll be attending or she'll be attending. Then you, she will put in then all of her launches for the year, quarterly launches, for example, um, you know, any sort of family um, reunions, holidays, special holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, etc. And then she can put in all of the business stuff on top of that. Mark the dates in her calendar. Enroll in the programs, because one thing to mark them in your calendar and another thing to enroll them, because many times they will allow you to enroll three, six, 12 months in advance. I know some programs that will that will go on sale 12 months before and it will sold out, be sold out before, even before, nine, nine to 12 months before the actual go-live date. Um, so if you enroll in the programs, make necessary payments, attend the programs, document her key learnings, and incorporate them into her copy practice. So copywriting is not something that is like, unlike, you know, um, people who are in the medical field or therapists or anything like that. It's something that she needs to see. And of course, um, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way we look at it, the way copy is applied, there is some basic principles, but there are some specific copy practices that goes with specific things. Like, for example, for launches, for website copy, for emails, for, you know, all the different things that she needs to keep on top of it as a professional in her industry. Notice how closely the subtasks align with the main goal. So remember her big main goal is to be the best copywriter in her field. See how that sort of translates back into her vision. 
I think it's so amazing and it's something that people don't realize that that's why they need a vision. Because if you don't have a vision, you have no idea where you're going. It's like having a car without a dashboard. How do you know? Well, I suppose dashboards kind of thing, but you just need to know where you're heading um, in the long run, three to five years, one year, whatever it is. The main goal is to provide the best copywriting service and Kerry can only continue to do this by staying up to date with the latest industry practices. So achieving business goals start with having a long-term vision all mapped out for your business. Think of your vision as the reason why your business exists, as well as the roadmap that gives you the direction where your business needs to go. Once your business vision is established, then it's important to break it down into small bite-sized chunks. I like to call these small chunks mini goals. You'll come to realize that some of the goals may take weeks, months, or even years to achieve. Just remember that the secret to achieving these goals is to start small. These mini goals are then broken down into major tasks as well as smaller tasks or subtasks. Placing them into a yearly habit tracker, I've left a link in the show notes for this one, will help you to take action every day. One thing to remember is that if your goals don't scare you, they're probably not big enough. Over to you. What has been your experience with turning your business vision into goals? This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way, you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode.